CPS podcast number 15 is the Gage Report 2021, brought to you by the accounting firm Cone Resnick. Representing Cone Resnick is Christine Williamson. Leading the conversation will be Dr. Jerry McGinn of George Mason University. Also joining will be special guest Kim Koster from the software firm Uninet. Welcome to our podcast, How Benchmarking Helps GovCons Be More Successful and what is the latest with the 2021 Gage Survey? For that, I'm joined by Christine Williamson, who's the senior partner at Cone Resnick and board member of George Mason University's Gov Center for Government Contract. She is joined by her co-author of the Gage, Ms. Kim Koster, who is also a vice president of Government Con Strategy for Uninet. I am Jerry McGinn, the executive director of the Center for Government Contracting at George Mason University in the School of Business. Our center is a nexus for government, industry, and academia to address business policy regulatory issues facing our overall government contracting community. And we're very excited to speak with Kim and uh, Christine for this conversation. Thank you, Jerry, for being here with us. Yes, thank you, Jerry. Yeah, just dig right in. So we've got a number of questions. I'm going to start with Kim. Why should companies consider benchmarking as a part of their business strategy? Well, Jerry, let's start off by level setting on what benchmarking is. It's really simply looking at others' performance, expenditures, policy, strategies, and then comparing them to your organization. It's a great methodology to look both internally and externally to see what others are doing to be successful. Internal benchmarking across divisions, departments, and portfolios can be very helpful, but honestly, it's not as common as you might think. Unfortunately, companies are still siloed with varying processes and procedures. They've got disparate systems. It makes the exchange of information very difficult. External benchmarking can be very powerful, and there's no prep or manipulation of the data internally, which is ultimately going to save the GovCon time and money. Why is benchmarking externally so important? First off, it gives an independent perspective of the overall industry. It provides an understanding of what others are doing to be successful produces ideas for improvement. It makes you more competitive and it helps you win more business and grow your GovCon. Kim, that makes a lot of sense. So Christine, but what exactly is the gauge report and how does that relate to this benchmarking? Well, thank you for asking. That is the main reason why we're here today. In helping government contractors plan and strategize, Con Resnick and Uninet partnered to conduct this government contracting industry benchmarking survey. Several years ago, we came up with the idea. Annually, the survey is compiled into what is famously known as the Gage Report. The survey information completed by contractors helps us define the current state of our government contracting industry. And it really gives us a a great roadmap of benchmark and trends, like Kim was just talking about, of relevant issues important to the government contracting community. The GAGE stands for Government Contract Compliance, Accounting, Utilization, Growth, and Efficiencies. And so we break up the report into those five sections. It's also broken up into revenue bands that are less than 10 million, 10 to 25 million, 25 to 50, and then greater than 50 million. And Jerry, we are in the process right now of currently producing our fifth annual report. Wow, fifth report, great. I wonder what GAGE stood for. In the world of acronyms, I knew there was something behind there. Good to hear that explanation. So Christine, how does the information gathered 
So curating a report like this, we advise you to go take a look at it at our prospective websites. It does to require a lot of participation from government contractors to supply answers to various questions in the survey. In 2020, we had over 1,400 contributors to the survey and that resulted report, about a 40-page report that pulled together. In addition to the survey results for 2020, we also interviewed 16 experts to get their take on the current market. And we called that section the voice of the expert. So the more data we collect, the better the results and the more valid the report ha has become over the years. We want you to know uh, as we collect this data between February and April or May of each year, and we've sent out our links for that right now. I'm, I'm waiting for your response. We want you to know that your data is safeguarded uh, and not used for any sales calls. The survey, Jerry, takes 15 to 20 minutes. And like all C levels, accounting levels, contract, project managers, to complete and answer those questions for us. What sets the gauge report apart from other kind of GovCon surveys? And is there a particular section within your report that's the most popular? I think this is the most important thing about the gauge report. Even when the data and the report is a year or two old, we still want you to reach for the gauge report or pull it up on your computer because the each gauge report has an overall theme. When we first started out, we talked about budgeting in our first year. And second year, we talked about sub to prime, small to large, or sole source to full open. In 2019, we talked about internal controls and the importance of them. And then 2020 was full of, of leveraging technology to run your business, including lots of checklists for different areas within your business where you would consider technology changes or additions to, to the company as you grow. So the staples in the additions that are the most popular that Kim and I focus on the most and we get the most questions about is on indirect rates by revenue band, full-time equivalents also by, by revenue band. And then all throughout, we weave through a lot of checklists, tips and tricks that are based on that theme of that year. And, and that's why you can continue to pull this report out of your file and take a look at it. And then really the other most important thing about the, the survey and the report is you as a government contractor, we can't do it without you. So we hope after you listen to this, you'll visit our websites, find that link and complete the survey. Now we're in the middle of getting 2021 survey questions answered and our theme this year, which Jerry, I know you're gonna like, uh, is creating a winning proposal. Everybody wants to do that, right? So we are excited about helping government contractors be more competitive, win more business and grow. You can complete that 2021 survey and be a part of this, really appreciate it. Super, let's turn to Kim. So you know, growth is very much top of mind for GovCons these days. It looks like we're coming out of COVID, knock on wood, but what were the growth rates reported by respondents in the gauge last year what was the projected rate uh, into 2021? Thanks, Jerry. So over 20% of the contractors had a negative growth rate in 2020, which is more than triple what it had been the year before. 
Now, 47% of the respondents believe they were going to hit a greater than 10% growth rate. And I think that's a pretty good number, don't you, Jerry? Mm -hmm. So one of the other very interesting result we got was that companies with growth rates greater than 25% were almost triple and all those companies were using a project-based ERP. So the technology that you do use and choose does matter as you start to grow your GovCon. Now we also ask about projected growth for 2021 and we did see that 8% of the respondents believe that they would have negative growth which is down from 2020. 43% believe that they would have growth between 0 and 10% and then in the 10 to 24% growth area uh, that reported out at 34% with 15% believing they would grow somewhere between 25 and 50%. So optimism really is the undercurrent of all the information that we collected even in the, the face of, of the pandemic, Jerry. So it was very, very positive results. What are some of the specific stats from the gauge, Christine, that you're seeing that are so positive and, and uh, what about optimism in the GovCon market? Yeah, and this scratches the survey on, on the metrics that are in the in the report. And and you have to remember that these metrics that we're talking about now were answered during the pandemic. You know, we even took some of the answers and separated them pre-March 13th and post-March 13th. Some of them were on training and, and what are you doing with your contractors and with your employees? And 38% of the contractors reported that they were providing training to their employees on business systems compliance, which we know is so important with RFPs today. And that um, had jumped from nearly zero in the prior year gauge report. Companies also talked about focusing on resource management with 55% of them reporting some level of, of maturity. We're surprised at that, but we continue to hear that over and over, that people work on their resource management tools and their ability to, to manage their resources. A, a robust 80% of the company companies were growing their workforce with only 2% shrinking the business and 18% were holding steady. So this was really about, are you going to hire or are you not? And then of course the pandemic did affect the results when we separated the pre and the post before COVID, government contractors were either very optimistic or cautiously, cautiously optimistic, about 84% of the respondents. Post pandemic, that dropped to 68%. So that was a 16% optimism drop. Not, not surprising now, because we cut off the, the survey of really in May and we were still in the height of the pandemic and our neutral optimism increased by 10%. So, so we're hoping to do more of, of that type of analysis where we can look at things by date as, as the economy is changing. Now, fascinating. It's interesting, particularly that workforce response, you know, 80% of the GovCons were growing their workforce. And that actually tracks with some analysis we did through our center on the COVID spend, because uh, the federal spend was so significant. GovCons have a lot of uh, already multi-year contracts, so uh, it, it does track. The anxiety increased, of course, but um, it's interesting how the need for uh, talent does not decrease. Not so. Yeah. So, what what are your some of your biggest concerns you found that you that bubbled up in the uh, 2020 gauge, Christine? 
Yeah, and I thought about this question and I thought, you know, they bubbled in 2020 and I think that they're still relevant today. Uh, I think changing your indirect rate structure as 40% were making a change within the past year. And I bet you we're going to see something similar as people are answering the questions in 2021. Other concerns, uh, unpredictability of contract selection and the RFP process, a lot of money, like you said, uh, in the CARES Act, but just how is the contract going to be selected? What, what's going to be the process? Is it going to change from one schedule to the other? And a lot of incumbent changes in, in large contracts. The lack of qualified cleared talent still exists, and that was, that's was that been there from 2018 to 19, 2020, and we expect the same thing in 2021. Yeah, proposing new opportunities um, competitively now that that company is out of the 8A program, so how do they move from sole sourced to, to full and open was one of the concerns. And then really the biggest, I left it for last, Tam and I talk about this a lot, and you hear it too, Jerry, is that the biggest and most looming issue is the cost of compliance. We saw that double as a concern from the 2018 gauge to 2020. And really that's because of business system audits. You know, now we're gonna see CMMC cost uh, of compliance that are driving concern. So that's someone something we're really gonna plan to look at uh, in 2021. Mm, yeah, no, I really would uh, urge you to keep uh, keep your eyes on CMMC. I mean, I think that uh, it's sort of a necessary thing, but it, you know, um, I, there's a lot of kind of concerns about uh, the cost, quote unquote, of that. Correct. Uh, so, uh, so Kim, uh, what uh, what did the gauge results? What did it tell you about what's keeping executives up at night these days? Well, I love this question, Jerry. It's one of my favorites. And the number one, number one issue was operational efficiency. Uh, the second item that was causing sleepless nights is competition. So actually two completely different issues on the overall spectrum. One's filling the funnel with opportunities and the other one is executing with the needed revenue and margin. And as we all know, most importantly, delivering a product or service that the customer wants. So just really shows that the executive team has an absolutely huge job uh, in order to to make these projects successful. Drilling down a little bit further of that on that uh, on on the second topic, Kim, you know, what did the survey tell you about what helps uh, GovCons be more competitive? Well, there's many ways to be more competitive, but one really sticks out to me, and that is managing your indirect expenditures, and that's really going to get you a whole lot of bang for your buck. So one way to lower your rate is to minimize the number of back office FTEs it takes to run all of your systems and your reporting, and then possibly looking at outsourcing some roles or functions within your organization. And having the right tools, including the right accounting system for your organization, and making the most of those tools will help make the back office team more productive and they will be able to provide better decision-making information and reports for all the stakeholders in the business. In our survey, the difference in FTEs between tool sets is very significant, so you need to choose wisely. How is the uh, report, uh, Kim, uh, provide information on how important is government contracting project performance? Well, as we know, performance is very important. And so past and current project uh, performance information, uh, on-time delivery are factors customers are looking for when they're awarding new contracts. So we can see that attention is being paid to performance in our survey. So companies are getting better at managing 
project budgets, 59% reported that 75 to 100% of their projects overall are being on or under budget, and that's a huge improvement over prior years. But on the flip side, there was a drop from 69% last year to 65% in contractors reporting 75 to 100% of their projects being on time. And that's pretty interesting because that's really giving us a signal that contractors may be looking more at cost awareness now versus incurring unnecessary cost to stay on schedule. So I think that's a pretty interesting stat. Now, 38% of the firms ranked inexperienced project managers as their number one project management challenge. They put it back on top uh, of the list after its one-year displacement by forecasting in 2019. Lack of visibility into project status also grew this year, up 6 to 16%, uh, up from just 10% uh, the previous two years. And then contractors characterized their project management maturity to be on the decline dropping to 60% this year from 75% in 2018. Now, the lack of visibility and the decline of project management maturity, that's a huge concern, and we're going to be watching that very closely uh, in the coming year. So help us continue to provide this kind of information by filling out the 2021 survey. Christine and Kim, thank you so much for, for all your responses. I want to close with one for you, Christine. What would you like to remind our listeners? Well, First, I'd like to thank everyone who is listening and who has filled out the gauge and, and for their continued support. Second, read the 2020 gauge report. I think you're going to love it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go fill out that survey. <laughs> so the 2021 survey, we need you. I mean, the, the better, the more we have, the better the results are, and the more information we can give back to you. So thank you, Jerry, for, for being with us. And let's end with you telling us what is the latest um, at the GovCon Center there at George Mason University. Great. Well, thanks, Christine. Yeah, we're um, we're very excited to be uh, running the the Government Center for Government Contracting in the School of Business, and we have uh, a strong, strong program, and we're centered around three uh, areas of, of of emphasis. One is research. We're doing uh, commentary pieces, white papers on all kinds of different government contracting issues. Uh, and, and then we're also doing education and training as our second uh, vector. And that we've got, we're just excited to launch a new graduate certificate in accounting for government contracts, the, as well as uh, an, a minor in government contracting and exciting executive development programs. And finally, in the areas of collaboration, these are events that we hold. We have an annual conference on government contracting with Defense Acquisition University. Uh, and all these uh, initiatives and all of our activities you can see on our website which is at govcon.gmu.edu. And you can find out more information about, um, about all the activities. Sign up for our mailing lists, participate in our events, and we'd love to see you uh, around the GovCon community. So have a great day, and thanks very much for your attention. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Yeah.